of Pensive Insanity. Today I'm here with Charles Smith. He's a beloved veteran and author of seven excellent books that I highly recommend available on audible.com, correct? Correct. Perfect. Well, perfect. They're all on Audible. They're all on Amazon. They're all on um, a couple of different. Yeah. <laughs> the they're all out there. No, like myself. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. First of all, I'd like to thank you for your service. First and foremost, I mean, Memorial Day could be more perfect, you know, to get this. Yeah, done. you're welcome, Nick. I've been waiting for this one. Yeah, it yeah. is on Memorial Day, so I know, man. I'm really happy. Uh, one thing I do want to touch into because you talk about it in your books a lot. You have a whole book dedicated to it is addiction. Yes. Um, as somebody who's battled with addiction in the past, I, you know, I can tell you it's the you could tell anybody too. It's the hardest thing to overcome in life. It is very difficult. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, There's a reason I call my book the Battle of a Lifetime. Yeah, yeah. One thing I, it's the uh, Battle of a Lifetime. It is, man. It is. It's a, it's a literally a demon inside you. I feel it's it's horrible. Um, yeah. One thing I read that I was very interested on you that, you that you talked about was you said you went through a detox in 1993 while in basic training. Correct. Yes, that is correct. Is I that- um. Well, I I was addicted for a while before that, and my aunt that I lived with. Yeah. Basically told me get out, get a job, but don't come back. Yeah. Because I was just a wreck. Yeah. And Did you go through any I, in the uh in the military? What's that? Did you go through any withdrawals while doing the detox in, in basic? I, I did, yeah. Yeah. I almost didn't make it through basic oh. training in AIT. I, I couldn't even imagine. Uh, what was your drug of choice? Uh cocaine and alcohol. Oh god, man, that's two things yeah. to come down from. Jesus. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Uh, what, what were the withdrawals like? I mean, is it is it? I've gone through withdrawals. I mean, uh, restless legs, um, literally everything, throwing up. Pissing. Oh yeah, the whole. Oh. Yeah, I've I've had restless legs. I've had um, the throwing up. I've the, the passing rest- out, passing out multiple times because I was so, you know, in basic training, you're always on the go. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I was weak as it was because of the withdrawal. So I, yeah, and it was horrible. Serious physical, you know, you got to do a lot of work in there, correct? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, my goodness. How long did it take you to do the full detox? Was it five days and you felt a little <laughs> bit better? Or? Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, then they had to, uh, feed me like not, not double meals but more food they knew. than the others well they they uh, they never came out and said it yeah but i think they knew something was up yeah 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 oh, that, that's terrible man i mean how would you explain your whole how would you explain your experience in the military as a whole yeah it was awesome i would i would do it again i mean no, no you're a hero you were actually you were you went to war, didn't you? Well, I didn't go to war. I went to Cuba for six months. Yeah. I um, I was in a uh, a tank explosion when I was in um, California. I read that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Did, yep. did you get any injuries in that or? Uh, TBI. I'm actually going to get um, which stands for traumatic brain injury. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually going to um, get further testing for that you know, on a 10th of, Ju- of June. Yeah. 
and it's yeah. all the all these years later <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah, yep. and when did the tank explosion happen you were in the military in 93 when did that happen about 95 really what yeah. age you, uh, what age did you begin using drugs um like drinking and stuff probably 16 17 jesus man and in yeah. your book, uh addiction recovery and uh coping skills workbook great book by the way i was able to dive into that uh you, oh thank you yeah you're quoted on saying battling addiction is the hardest battle you will ever fight and like we said at the beginning you know you couldn't be any more right about that did you ever have a moment that you eventually just said i i can't do this anymore i mean obviously you joined the military but was it did, did you have a like what was your lowest what was your down and out moment where you were like all right i need to stop and get my stuff together you know it was pretty much when I, when my aunt told me to get out and get a job and don't come back. Cause I, I, I didn't, I, that'll do because, it. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> of my life, I really, I liked the addiction. I liked being out of my, out of my yeah. mental, you know, like, why do people use because they want to be out of their mental um their I, mind everything that's going on at the moment I and think, i had so much going on at the moment i didn't want i didn't want to i didn't want to live yeah we'll, we'll we'll definitely dive into that i know exactly what yeah. you did with the whole you know you did it to pretty much numb yourself i remember i would use i was a fentanyl addict and i would i would simply mm. use to take care of any pain that i had the loss of my father you know a tough childhood uh death of my cousin who was like a brother to me things like that and i would use to take the pain away and then i just uh i remember i never did it to really you know go crazy or party or have fun with people it was literally just to hide my inner demons pretty much yeah yeah you know it was i i, I did mind the party but i also that well, it, it just went along with uh with the uh you know the scenario <laughs> Yeah, no, I hear you. It just goes along yeah. with yourself. Um, man, I, I, I want people to know that it, it is possible to recover. It, like, how do you feel sober right now? Do you feel good or how do you feel? <laughs> oh, I feel great. You feel great, I, right? I, I feel, yeah, yeah. My, my life now is I help people in addiction recovery through um, That's awesome. aware recovery care. Yeah. Mark. Yeah. And we, we treat people at home. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you ever heard of Ark, but we, for the listeners, we, yeah, um, yeah we, we have the client for a year yeah. and I see the clients a couple of times a week and it, it's great though. I, I love it. Oh, that's awesome, man. And, and yeah. you're giving people hope because I remember back when I used to use, it was like, can I ever, you lose yourself, you know, so deep, you just say, can I ever be, can I ever feel good again sober? And, and, you know, I just want people to know that it is possible. Look at us. I mean, it, oh, yeah, yeah. A long way. You, I mean, you're over 20 years sober. That's remarkable. And in my book, I have multiple people's stories. Yeah. In that have been, been um, in recovery for a year or more. Yeah. And their stories are just as inspirational as mine yeah i mean something yeah. that, something that's a huge cause into you know ptsd trauma depression it seems like all things you've battled with um, yes 
it's losing, you know, loved ones and, and having a rough childhood. You've gone through more loss at a young age than probably any human being should ever have to endure. You know, after losing your mother at the age of five, then you, you said you were your single father. Uh, he passed when you were uh, when you were 11 years old, correct? I was 11, yeah. My mother when I was six. Jesus. And yeah. And well, you were close with your father, too, right? I mean, I'm I was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, what, what happened when he died? What was that? What was that like for you? Um, the day that he died, I'll never forget. Yeah. I, um, I woke up, we, we had like a, sh we lived in a shack pretty much. Yeah. Like, um, me and my father shared a bed without a box spring, just a mattress. Yeah. And we had uh cardboard boxes that we kept our clothes in, no dressers. Yeah. We had, um, all, it was just, uh, really a mess. Yeah. And um, I woke up one day and my father's in the kitchen. I could see him out from where I was laying in the bed. I could see him out in the hall in the kitchen making coffee. Yeah. And um, I got this really weird feeling coming over me. You just know, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just knew I'm like, something is going to happen today. Yeah. And I went up to him. I gave him a hug, told him I loved him and told him that, uh, I want to stay home from school today. Yeah. Well, you and really I, I didn't tell him why. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, today, Dad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I, he told me, no, you've already missed too much. You got to go to school. Yeah. So I went in the bathroom and I shoved my finger down my throat. Yeah. I'm sick. So I looked like I was sick. Yeah. Yeah. And then he said, okay, you can stay home. So I stayed home and we drove my sister to school. Yeah. And then after that, we went to a store. Yeah. And my father passed out in the store. Well, you were the Jesus. Well, we, we were, we were getting a couple of things like bread and whatnot. And yeah. he passed out in the store. And, um, the, uh, the clerk knew my dad and yeah. he was my, knew that my dad was a bad diabetic. Was that what it was that killed, like he had diabetes? Yeah. 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 yeah and, um, he, um, give him orange juice. Cause okay. dad revives you if you yeah, have yeah. a, um, diabetic yeah. tag. And, um, then we went home. He passed out on me again. At home, just You're me and him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I ran out of the house. I ran to my neighbor's house. And then me and my neighbor brought him to the hospital nearby. Yeah. And that's when he, uh, he just held my hand. And I remember he woke up for a second. And he was gone after that. You were able to say goodbye to him, though, at least? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it's. Yeah. I, I mean, my dad was in ICU when he passed. I still remember that day. I mean, that, I mean, I was twenty-one. You were eleven years old. I mean, it, mm. it didn't any better or worse. But I mean, I just no. still. I'm twenty-five now, and there's certain things like I mean, I wish I had my dad for. Like you know, I recently went through a, a breakup with the mother of my son, and you know, I just you want your dad to kind of. He's been through all that stuff already. Yeah. It's really hard, especially not having your dad in your teenage years like you went through. I mean. It, it, you got to teach yourself how to be a man. Yeah. Well, I, I had my uncle. But, but weren't you in foster but care after your father died? Did you go directly in foster care? We almost went to foster care. Really? Yeah. And my grandfather, the police down there now, 
taking into effect that this was uh, 30 years ago. We didn't have internet. Yeah. You know, so um, the police asked my sister, um, you know, do we have any family? Yeah. And she said, the only family we have are the Dorenzos that yeah. are in Massachusetts. And is so, that your dad's dad or your mom's? My mom's dad. Yeah. Okay. So they, they got a hold of my uncle who got a hold of my grandfather. Yeah. And as soon as my grandfather heard it, he was on the phone ordering a plane ticket for my, my other uncle. Yeah. And my other uncle came down in, um, to Texas and got us, Van Horn, Texas. But he showed up the same time that the foster people showed up. Yeah. And they were ready to take us. And my uncle's like, you ain't taking them anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking them home and that's it. That had to feel good at that time to feel wanted. and and, Yeah, 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 definitely. Help that is, man, losing both your parents that young. So you you moved in with your, your grandfather after that, correct? Or was it your grandfather and your uncle? My my grandmother and grandfather lived next door. Oh, perfect. Yeah. And they didn't have room in their house. So my uncle and my aunt took us in. That process of your dad dying. So say your father passed away and then yep. say the next week after that. Well, where, where were you guys? Were you, you were able to stay with your sister? and? Yeah, we, we, we stayed um, the couple of days that it took for my uncle to get, well, like a, a day. It yeah. took for my uncle to get down. Oh, he was there quick, huh? <laughs> yeah, my my sister knew a had a good friend yep. that owned a restaurant, and the family lived in the back of the restaurant. Yep. And we stayed with them until my uncle came to get us. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's good. How was life living with your grandparents? I mean, was it better than the situation? I mean, you said you were kind of almost living in poverty with your with your father. Was it a little bit better of a living situation living with your grandparents? Oh, it's a lot better. Yeah, yeah. It was like night and day because my my grandfather owned his own company, Lorenzo Brothers Concrete, way back then. And him and his, yeah, him and his uh, brothers owned that. So we we basically got everything we wanted, except for the one thing that we really wanted was our parents back. Yeah. You know, and that's. It's impossible. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, um. I still think about my father. Just I, sometimes I just go to call him, and, he, and I'm just like, "Oh man, he's not here anymore." Hmm. You know? Yeah. Yep. That's got to be tough. How old was your father? <sighs> my father was 30 years older than my mother. Oh, my really? father would have been. Yeah, he would have been. Young. He would have been over 100 right now. <laughs> he, <laughs> he he liked them young. Yeah, very young. And what year did he I pass mean, away? Um, he passed away. I was 11, so about 40 years ago. Oh, my goodness. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you live with your grandparents. It seems like everything was going pretty good. Did you did you experience any, uh, like, how was school? Were you, did you deal with any bullying or, or anything? Well, I, I, I lived with my aunt and uncle. Yeah, I remember. My grandparents I being next door. And I, um, yeah, I dealt with a lot of bullying. How would you say that affected you? It. I hate bullying now. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I really, uh, you know, I, I despise bullies now. Um, I've done work against uh, bullying in, in the past. And yeah, it's really traumatizing. 
you think that caused you to use it all the the bullying or was it just a party scene you think just being out there and people say, hey you want to do this and you just you get in probably probably a mixture of everything really yeah yeah i would assume yeah yeah like i felt the world owed me because it lost my parents yep and yep. i um you know the party scene and this and that and everything all together the thing about probably that, yeah thing about this world it's like you know you can feel like uh you know this world owes you something but they'll never compensate you for it even if you do <laughs> yeah exactly that's true <laughs> it's, a, it's a cold world we live in man so so anyway oh, yeah with your grandparents and then you know we'll fast forward to you in the military uh you're stationed in california you go through the tank explosion and then you get out of the military and then i mean you could say what happens your, your uncle and grandfather pass away am i correct yeah, I was state. I was in color, um, California when the tank explosion happened yeah. at NTC, but I was stationed in Fort Carson, Colorado. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, and we went to NTC. We went to the border of Mexico for a time, um, guarding uh, the border, which I never seen one person go over the border. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we went to. Uh, um, to uh Guantanamo Bay Cuba for six months oh man that had to be interesting what was Cuba like I mean Cuba at that time I mean wasn't that like a communist I mean you can't even yeah there was people trying to get over to the U.S. yeah on stuff no bigger than your table in front of you and it's a pretty small table I mean (laughs) yeah yeah or a door you know just um, imagine look at the door you go through those were all universal you know, man, we forget how good we have it in this country. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I, I think, I feel like I took it for granted for a long time. And, and, you know, it's something now that I never will. I mean, it's that flag is everything, man, where those guys die for us. And, and you, you, I mean, you put years of your life into protecting us. And, yeah, you guys know, yeah. are heroes for that, man. And, and you should get the rec- all the recognition in the world. You guys should be taken care of for life. I appreciate that yeah of course but, yeah. Any, any ptsd in the service or? yeah like the tank explosion was definitely yeah. traumatic was closest you came to death um yeah in there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's got to be terrifying i mean uh one of my stepfathers growing up uh he was in desert storm and okay. I, yeah i mean he said the scariest moment was uh he he was operating the tank he was a tank operator and uh he's in iraq and they're getting fired at friendly fire. That's what he was most worried about. And one time, uh, they mm. were taken out by their own people. I can't imagine how scary that is, man. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, uh, yeah, man. it's it's got to be horrifying. Like, you lose a limb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. My 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 gunner and I was a driver, and my gunner and my BC were blinded and burned they were blinded for six months and they had horrible burns on them yeah and i i just remember um like jumping out of my tank yeah running around to the back opening you know getting into where they are getting them out how did it explode there was a um the barrel was faulty is that a lawsuit or <laughs> I mean holy shit man that's you 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 might think so. Yeah, it should be. But what do you find <laughs> when you when you enroll? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it it yeah, it wasn't even our tank. It was a tank given to us because we didn't take our own equipment 
to uh, yeah. the MTC. Yeah. And yeah, they they gave it to us, and yeah, that never came up. To be honest with you, if it was a lawsuit or not, <laughs> God, man, um, it should be though. It took yeah thirty years to get medical treatment, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know why expect him to jump on that? And so did you leave the military right after that, or soon after? In '96, I left. You left in '96. Yeah, and that was when I mean you you come home. I mean you gotta feel somewhat accomplished. I mean you, you dedicate three years of your life to you know the strongest army that, you know in in the world. Yeah, yep, yep. And you come back and and you gotta deal with the death of your uncle and your grandfather. Correct. Yeah, yep. I um, it was a couple of years after. Yeah. Two thousand, right before. It was right before nine eleven. Jesus, like man. the year before. Yeah. And um. They both passed away a month apart due to cancer. Really? Both of them had cancer? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And it was like losing my dad all over again. Yeah. I mean, those guys <laughs> raised you into a man, correct? Yeah. Yeah. My uncle was my, my, my father for all intents and purposes. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you he, know, he deserves that title to an extent. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I, so after they died, I mean, I, I mean, this is some dark stuff, man. I, I can't like, I just I feel for you. I mean, my jaw dropped. Yeah, yeah. When I was reading and you spoke on your on your suicide attempt after they passed away. I mean, you said uh, you took an entire bottle of sleeping pills and carved fuck you world in your arm. I mean, that's, yeah, yep. that's insane, man. You really had to be a, you know, wit's end. to. to yeah, know. I was I was uh, I was carving on myself just to feel something other than what I was feeling. Really? You know? Because I had such like a dark depression inside me, yeah. And why I, I wanted to get it out, and I didn't go back to using or yeah. drinking. I don't know why or how, but I yeah, didn't. I didn't do that. Yeah. Did you think but about then, it. Did you ever have any? You know. No, hurt? no. I, I never really. Uh, I mean, as dark and a hole as you were, you pretty much said, you know, I'm, I'm done with that life. Um, yeah, yeah. That's yeah respectable man i mean so so what happened you had your suicide attempt and then guide me what happens after that after that i um i was sent to umass memorial which is a big hospital in worcester yeah and um after that they sent me to the brockton va which was a mental health ward thank god you were in the military man yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know if I would be here right now if I wasn't. Yeah, I mean, it gave you the benefits and stuff to be able to, you know, pursue something like that. I mean, that's yeah, sick. yeah, yeah. And that was your first and only suicide attempt, correct? Yes. Yep. yep. Yeah, and, and you gotta want it. You had to wanted to get better. I mean, because if you don't want it, you're just not gonna get better. But you had to have wanted it. You're homeless. I mean, and then you go to the the VA, correct? Yeah. And, I well, I I went to um, went to Brockton. Brockton sent me to a place called Court Street in Worcester, uh, Boston. Yeah. And then um, they were full. So I ended up on the streets for a bit. Jeez, man. How long were you on the streets for? Weeks. And you weren't using while you're on the street? No, uh, nope, nope. That's tough, man. I was in such a daze. Yeah. That it's all like, I think about it now and it's all like watching a movie. Yeah, seriously. Like it's not me. I'm watching it. But I know that it I know that it happened to me. Yeah. It's you know, it's, it's weird. It's like like 
it's scary. Out of life experience. It's scary to think about, man. I mean, sometimes I think of back when I was addicted to drugs, I get really scared. Like, what if I were to use again? What if I were to, I mean, mm. like, I couldn't do another detox or, or just, I, I don't know, man. It's just something you can't do. And it's. No, it's yeah, definitely. Scary. I mean, when did you have your son? My son is nine right now. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Like yeah, thank you. Yeah, and yeah. I, I often tell people, I'm like, my son is nine. Yeah. My attempt was 20 years ago. Yeah. You do the math. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. so much that you can accomplish yeah. after the worst in your life. I know. And he's literally living proof. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. I mean, if there's one, you know, any words of wisdom you can give to people that do battle with suicidal thoughts and, and do cut themselves and are addicted to drugs, et cetera. I mean, what, what, what would be the, the golden advice? I mean, what would. Hold on, you yeah. know, try, try and change your life every single day. Yeah. Do even a little thing like make your bed. Yeah. You know, just one little thing and then one little thing can lead into another thing and then another thing and then another thing. But the thing is, is that you have to keep on pushing forward because nothing hits harder than life. Nothing. Nothing. You know that as well as I do. My father used to tell me that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah you're right. You know, yeah. and receive right. Yeah. This life, man, it doesn't care about your feelings. It doesn't. You got to take it head on exactly yeah yeah uh yeah man i mean it's just it's it's really uh it's scary at times man like i mean i remember when just i found out my son was being born i was young i was 20 years old i, I was an addict myself you know what i mean and it was mm. it was scary and you know shortly after that i overdosed and it made oh, me oh wow yeah i overdosed twice in the same week oh the second time i was uh my heart stopped for about 10 minutes the doctor said it was a miracle that i survived and i remember being in the ambulance and saying i'll never do this again and you know Hmm. yeah the doctor said the same thing to me when i when i went to umass yeah scary i mean that's insane that you didn't use while you're on the streets did you deal with anything on the streets did you get was your life ever and you know at, at threat or um I guess looking for food and stuff like that was a huge challenge. You probably didn't give a shit at that time, though. You probably no, like, no. It was like whatever. I slept wherever I could. I yeah. ate whatever I could. Yeah. You, you know, I mean, if there was a, fat, a half-eaten cheeseburger in the uh, trash, oh, you're and I'd seen it, and it didn't <laughs> smell bad, it went in my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> it smelled a little bad then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Still might yeah. indulge. Yeah. No, man. There was there was people I gotta hand it to some restaurants. They they throw away their food. Yeah. At the end. But they do it in a way that you know the homeless people know. Yeah, they, that they can go to this place at this time and get something. I mean that's a, you know that's a that's a nice thing to do. I mean, and you don't see that too often. I mean, I remember when I was in a when I was in rehab, I went for uh, five days or so, 
And, uh, you know, there's people in that, like, like I want to kind of transition into what was your experience like in the VA? Because I, I was in rehab and these nurses, I mean, they just look at you like you're an addict. They don't, they don't care. They, I mean, they, they've never been through what you've been through and they, you know, kind of treat you like shit, you know, while you're at your worst. And I think it's terrible. I mean, yeah. like, there, I feel like people that are, that have those jobs should have some experience, you know, with dealing with addiction and. No. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like my, my clients, myself. They they love working with me because yeah. you know I I tell yeah. them that I'm in long term recovery and yeah you know it's love at first sight yeah. for lack of a better term yeah you know and um yeah I I've dealt with that a lot in the VA I've dealt with um like doctors just wanting to give you Whatever. medication after medication after you're medication. like a lab rat you're like a lab yeah rat. yeah yep. Yep. like. You know, I, there was a time in the VA and the homeless um, shelters that I was like a walking zombie. Yeah. 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 Speaking of getting, you know, life-threatening situations, I I was almost killed by a roommate. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Can you explain that? Yeah. He, um, we were in a, a, um, townhouse. Yeah. The VA, the uh, veterans had townhouses for us. Yeah. And three of us lived there. One of them came home drunk once. Oh, nice. That's a, totally that's a super disaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, my other roommate's in recovery. Yeah. So I, he's like, can you call the person in charge of this place and, you know, do something about this? He's asking me if I can do it because he's a wreck. Yeah, because he's like, I want to use, I want to drink, I want to do this, I want to do that. Yeah, you know, and um, so I I call. Next thing you know, the guy that's drunk gets a phone call from the head of the place. Yeah, well, Charles said you're drunk. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, yeah, my. yeah, and this guy's like a football player, and I can't oh, get out of my, I can't get out of my own way. Yeah, because I'm on so much medication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're, you're, so, you're like comatose, and you got to deal with fucking Ray Lewis, you know? Coming. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Luckily, a friend of mine who was also a really we called him Big John. He was a really big guy. Yeah, muscular, and he he stood between me and the guy that wanted to kill me. Yeah, because the, the guy that wanted to kill me was just he, he was thrown out of the place. So now yeah. he was pissed off. Big John, if you're listening, you're uh, <laughs> you're Big uh, John is <laughs> Big John is up there now. Oh, he is. I'm sorry. But, man. Thank you, but I'm sure he yeah. is. I'm sure he is listening. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. very impressed with what I'm doing. I hope <laughs> he would be, man, because I'm telling you right now, what you're doing is, you know, something I dream to do one day with, with you know, get my story out there. I mean, your story is something else. I mean, it's incredible, but I mean, I would love for people to know that it's possible that's it man it's possible to get better it's possible yeah. to be good again sober it's possible to you know live a a productive life without drugs you know exactly yeah you yep. be productive and so long until you just crash until it all goes to shit you wake up one morning you got to go to work you don't have your stuff you're not going to work that day yeah yeah i mean it's it was a nightmare man and i'm just very happy to be past that um and mm. I, I know you are too Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Cocaine. I mean, you were probably paranoid twenty four seven. If I did coke, I had an anxiety attack. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I've, 
the coping skills that I have to do are, you know, phenomenal. What are some of your coping skills? Like uh, meditation, yeah, yoga, uh, martial arts, Shaolin Kempo karate. I have over 20 years in Shaolin Kempo. That, that's awesome, man. Yeah, uh, boxing. With your problem, um, I wouldn't be surprised if you were, you know, headlining UFC one night. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Anything possible with you, my man. No, yeah. It's, it's, that, it's, that wouldn't be a bad thing. <laughs> I'm a big UFC guy myself, so I'd be I'd be pulling for you, man. Hey, I interviewed that guy one time. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Making his debut at, you know, 50-something years old. <laughs> Here he is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd, I'd be pulling for you for sure, brother. For Thanks. Sure. Oh, are are you still involved in any uh, rehabilitation classes? Or I mean, once you got out of the VA, pretty much what I want to ask is, it was smooth sailing for you, right? It was getting your life back on track. Yeah, I mean, I've dealt with a lot of um, trauma in my life, and, and after that, I've dealt with a lot of trauma. Like my cousin, who I you talk about your was it your brother? He was like a brother to me, man. Yeah. Man, you know? Yeah. My my cousin, who I idolized growing up, he had a woman on each arm. He had money flowing out of his pockets. He had the biggest truck in Worcester. Yeah. He, me, yeah. Me, me and him were um, doing coke together for a long time. Yeah. And I went into the military, and he went into other things. Yeah. And... um. He died in 2016. Jesus, man. He, um, yeah, he. How did he, he pass away? He went bro? missing for, huh? How did he pass away, if you don't mind me asking? He went missing for six months. Jesus, man. And at that time, we were just like, probably on the run, you know, yeah. doing a run of, he was in into heroin at that point. Jesus, man. And, um, me, I'm a trained private investigator. Yeah, I read that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a trained private investigator. We had another licensed private investigator yeah. looking for him, plus a number of other people. And a hunter and his dog found my cousin's body oh my on God. Route 20 in um, the West of Shrewsbury line. Jesus, man. And um, they had it. He was probably there for the six months that we were looking for him dead? yeah yeah because they had to do dental recognition to Did identify his body to them? we don't know really no autopsy or anything i mean they they didn't they his body was so decomposed decomposed they had to do dental recognition Jesus, man. to identify him and that was like and a- there was lime around his body too so we don't know what happened yeah you know, like, you know, I don't know if you know why they use lime. There was lime around his body? Yes. Like the fruit, like a like a lime. No, like the lime, like you would use in um, fertilizer. Oh. Yeah. Oh, what oh. you use that for is to disguise a smell of a dead body. Oh, dude, that's suspicious. Exactly. Very. You never think about looking any deeper into it? or I've, I've been myself. I never got anywhere with it. But um, the police just, even from the get-go, and some of the police, some of the police that I know will agree with me. They yeah. they didn't they didn't care because it was an addict. An addict, yep. And like A human being, <laughs> I, yeah. Like I remember when he was missing, I would call the missing persons bureau. 
in the Worcester Police Department. Oh, he's probably in a, um, in a, what do you call it, in a, a, you know, detox or CSS or someplace yeah. like that. That's terrible, because then they don't look for him. Yeah, I'm like, that's that's not that's not possible. And then after he died, I got into working with addiction. And yeah. I went, I worked at detoxes. I worked at CSS. You can make a phone call all you want. Yeah. So their, their theory of always in a detox so we can't call out yeah. is bullshit. You know, but that's that's what they were telling us. The addict, I mean, hopefully, I mean, what is, I mean, that was recent 2016. I mean, it just it seems like things really haven't changed much. I mean, one thing I do like a lot about today's uh, society, per se, I mean, is there is a lot of focus on mental health. But I yeah. feel like it's all part of a money scam, man. I feel like there's few people out there that genuinely care for you. Because I remember once I left, uh, when I left my rehabilitation, I uh, I get home and I'm I'm clean, you know, I'm clean. And they stopped giving me my meds. I was on Suboxone. They stopped mm. giving me my meds because I, uh, I missed a meeting. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I was going five days a week from 5 to 8.30. Mm. Come on, man. I can miss a meeting. You can't take, you can't get me hooked on something and take it away. So, I yeah. did off that for like, you know, two weeks, man. It was a nightmare. And finally, oh, was back on my meds. But oh my goodness, man, that was, they don't care. No, no. So you go back and then you spend more money. Yeah. That's why I love working with Aware Recovery Care because we, you know, if you, if you mess up and it do happen to use, yeah. we work around, you know, we, we work with you in that. Yeah. We don't kick you out like a like a detox or CSS, yeah. something like that. You know, not oh you're done, go bye bye. Yeah. You know, we work with you and we keep on supporting you through it. That seems like an awesome program, man. No, I mean, it is. It really is. I want to. Yeah. I definitely want to touch base on how that's a uh, how that's available for people to become a part of. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, Charles, one. Uh, I, I definitely. What's the name of uh, the the association you work with again? Aware Recovery Care. And is that yours? No, no, no. That's that's been around for a while. Yeah. So I mean, I I don't know how long, but but you believe believe in the program? No. Yeah, I wholeheartedly believe in this program. Yeah, Yeah. that's important because, like I said, I mean, there's there's so many people out there who don't have hope, and there's so many you know shady places. I feel. I mean, um, how would one go about uh, you know enrolling in that program and, and getting involved for help? AwareRecovery.com, or you can even find Aware Recovery Care on um, Facebook. And do you guys do virtual uh, and everything? We, we do virtual, and we support people in their own homes. Really? You're, like your home become, becomes your detox. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. You can do it in the comfortable, you know, the comfortable atmosphere of your own home. Exactly. That's, yeah. That's really important. Yeah. So, so Charles, I mean, PTSD is not something that goes away overnight, correct? I honestly don't think it goes away at all. Yeah, I was, you learned to cope with it. Would you say exactly? Would you say you still have? PTSD? <clears throat> I mean, do you ever? What What are some say, side effects of it? Um, if you can't even get into detail personally on what your side effects were. Yeah. My my own side effects, anxiety, oh, like um, 
the worst. Really the worst anxiety that you do could ever imagine. Yeah, like you just want to hide away in your house all day. Yeah, yeah, and anger. You still really. feel that? Yeah, yeah, like and I have some I have some things, some triggers. Yeah. In my life that just uh, how do I how do I say it without scaring people? <laughs> <laughs> um really just really anxious and you go into flight or flight mode often huh yeah what are some triggers that would you know cause you to do that like um the smell of gasoline i could imagine or diesel not gasoline but diesel yeah because of that accident jesus um really loud bangs uh crowds which i think is because of cuba yeah. Because we had, uh, I did a lot of riot control in Cuba. Um, so diesel for you is not just six dollars a gallon right now. It's an anxiety no. as well. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. 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 And I worked with landscaping before, and Loud with a diesel truck, and it just yeah. was like horrible. Uh-huh. Yeah. How, and yeah. How and, do you cope with it? There's, I, I know my grandfather was a veteran, and I knew a lot of friends of his who were veterans. I mean they they have ptsd really bad i mean how do you cope with that what do you do what are some tactics you use i honestly i avoid it whenever possible yep first and foremost yeah first and foremost avoid it whenever possible yeah um second of all like you have grounding techniques yeah like um i have one video on youtube about uh biting into a jalapeno <laughs> You know, because it snaps you into, you know, just that here and now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, like a lot of people will um, have flashbacks. Yeah. Like when when you have PTSD, because PTSD to me is fear. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I can I can agree with you. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's when something that basically almost took your life like an explosion this or that yeah you think it's happening again yeah. and not only do you think about it yeah like that's what a flashback is you're thinking about it so hard that you're back at that at that incident Jesus, man. do you hallucinate at all or at times yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they they contribute hallucinations to tbi more than ptsd and, and what is TBI? Traumatic brain injury. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Did you suffer any of those? I mean, it doesn't seem like you did, but. I, because of the tank accident. Yeah. Um, my doctors say that I do have TBI. Really? Yeah. And with that, um, <clears throat> there's times that I'll, uh, I'll be doing something. Yeah. And I'll forget exactly what I'm doing or, or, the process yeah, I have getting huh i just have add i can relate <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> who am i interviewing <laughs> you know uh, like um i'll give you an example last weekend i'm cooking my my kids some bacon yeah and i'm standing in front of the stove yeah. now i know that i have to turn the stove on yeah i'm standing in front of the stove for a couple of seconds with my finger like right there on the on button, yeah. but not exactly. And I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. 
you know, like the thought of turning on the stove is not going from my brain to my finger. That's wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so physically you can't do it. Yeah. But that lasts like a couple of seconds and then I'm like, okay, no, I can do it. Yeah. But that, that's something that a lot of us experience. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's insane, man. I mean, I remember my grandfather suffered PTSD really bad. I mean, he was in Vietnam and, uh, I mean, mm. he, he would have nightmares till the day he died. I mean, he would, you know. Oh, yeah. Night terrors. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. He recently gave me his sword. I thought of it when my father passed away, you know, I was in Florida with them. And uh, he gave me his sword. He just recently passed away, too. But he lived. Oh, sorry to hear that. Thanks, man. He, he lived a great life. I mean, he, he was a war hero. Um, he uh, yeah. gave me his sword. He goes, I cut off 18 years with that sword. I'm like, holy shit, you're kind of a psychopath. But no, I'm <laughs> Like you lose yourself when you're there, you know what I mean? Like, they, oh yeah, definitely. They had dead bodies that they would just talk to, and to keep them company. I mean, it's yeah. insane. Like uh, the stories you hear from one of those veterans. I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, man. I mean, you were you got out of the military right around the storm, right? Right around that starting. I was in during the storm. I remember um, in Cuba. I mean, not in Cuba. In basic training. Yeah, we were all done. And, you know, they, they put half of us into Desert Storm. Yeah. And they put half of us in our duty stations. And oh. I, ended, I ended up going to my duty station. So you were a lucky one. I mean, it was Cuba that, I mean, you're an American soldier. I mean, obviously, there no, nobody's going to mess with you. I mean, how was your experience in Cuba? I mean, was it, was it cool being in, a, you know, another? You know, we couldn't I, actually go. We, um, there's a Guantanamo Bay, which yeah, is prison. owned by the U.S., yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Before it was a prison camp, um, we we had um camps like uh you know, tents, a lot of tents. Yeah. And um barbed wire around those tents. And um we had when people came over from you know Cuba and Haiti, we couldn't just let them into the US. Yeah. So we had to uh, bring them, we brought them to Guantanamo Bay, put them in these camps yeah. until we transitioned them to where they, they should go. Yeah. When did Guantanamo Bay close the prison? And this is the same thing, correct? Well, the prison is a different thing than, <clears throat> than that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I believe the prison is still going on, if I'm not mistaken. Is it? I'm not sure. I, I think they might have closed it down. I, I just watched Escape from Alcatraz the other day, that Clint Eastwood movie, man. That's like that's, uh, a, that's a good movie. Yeah, story, <laughs> man. I, I wonder what happened with those guys. It's pretty nutty stuff right there, man. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's really really cool. But um, yeah, man. I mean, you say you're you're uh you're a private investigator now. So how did you how did you end up getting into that? I mean, you have military experience, but what? You just like, are you just a big true crime fan? And one day you're like, fuck it, I'm going to learn how to do this. <laughs> well, um, when I was homeless, yeah, I the thing that really turned my life around was yeah. seeing a lot of the other homeless veterans around me. Yeah. That opened my eyes, and I realized that I'm not alone. Yes, and did you also realize you didn't want to maybe – was it the fact you weren't alone or maybe did you see any older people there and you're like, I don't want to be like that when I'm that age? Well, I think both. Yeah. 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 
But a lot of them, like, I, I thought that I was the only one suffering the way that I was. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So that really opened my eyes. But um, once so I got nice. out of, huh? Well, it's so nice having people you can relate to. But yeah, yeah go oh, on. Oh, yeah, definitely. Once you got out? Once I got out of my homeless situation and, you know, had an apartment and everything, I wanted to go to school. Yeah. And I really loved, um, I had a fascination with, like, Magnum PI, this yeah. one and that one, you know, growing up. So I, um, I'm like, if I'm going to go to school, I'm going to go to school for criminal justice. Yeah. I didn't want to be a cop because to me, cops have too much red tape that yeah. they have to go through. Yeah, man. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's going on today, man? I mean, it's crazy. I mean, oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so you went private investigator route. I think that's yeah, yeah. Cool. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I became a PI and a security consultant for a few years. Yeah, and I, I worked in Massachusetts. You can't just, you know, one day open up your own private investi- investigator uh, agency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have to be trained in private investigation by another private investigator. Mm-hmm for uh, i could be wrong with this but i think for five years you mm-hmm. have to be under a private investigator yeah or be a cop for 10 years and then you can go for your license yeah but i i, I never went for my I, I was trained i know it's it's the massachusetts laws are really strict about Real a lot to, of things to our listeners i mean guys anything is possible charles over here I mean, suffered the most traumatic things one can endure. And, you know, right when he's down on, down and out on his luck, he, you know, gets it together and, okay, man, you get a degree and uh, look what you're doing. Yep, yep. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. You're inspiring me. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, man, of course, of course. I appreciate that. Yeah. And I mean, you, back at you, too. I mean, uh, thanks, just bro. seeing what you're doing, you know, that's, that, dude, that's awesome right there. That means the world, brother. Thank you so much. I mean, even after You're the welcome, podcast, man, we definitely got to stay in touch with each other because I'm a I'm a fan. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely, man. <laughs> All your work. I mean, uh, you you have me sold. You're 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 an awesome guy, man. But I, I, how many cases have you worked on private investigating? Do people hire you, or I mean, what what happens? Well, I'm. Let's just say I work behind the scenes now. Ooh, very mysterious. like um if a i i have since my cousin died yeah i put up a um a thing on facebook yep uh missing persons people in crisis i seen that okay that's that's me yeah i seen that that was yeah yeah and um i sometimes people come to me yeah. And ask me advice on cases. If a case does happen in Worcester and it's a missing child or whatever, teen, yeah. I might go out and see what I can do about it. Yeah. Unof- unofficially. Hey, next time I lose my dog, I'm glad I got your name. <laughs> 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 no, man, that, that's incredible. Have you ever had any luck solving any cases? Or any- yeah, I've, I've, I've helped with a number of uh, missing persons cases. That's got to feel so good, man. I mean, that genuinely, no, it does. You have a purpose. That is, you know, some of the best work you can do. I mean, just 
I mean, is it always a? It's not always a positive result, is it though? When you when you do no, so, like my cousin, you yeah, know, it's not always a positive result. Most but, of the time, um, yeah, but, I do I do what I can, you, you know. And that's all you could do, man. You're doing, you know, a lot more than most people. I mean, that's yeah. That's not, how long did it take you to get your degree? A few years. Yeah. Yeah, I. Um, were you working at that time as well? I was. And what were yeah. you doing? Um, security. Security. Yeah, at that time, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Security, and then I went into sales at like Sears and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I I did a little bit of everything at that time. Yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a sales guy myself. That business could be very uh, cutthroat. Very tough sometimes. And, <laughs> and that was oh, yeah. the reason why I used to use as well. I mean, it was fucking nine to nines at the car dealership. It was great money, but I mean, it's your mental health. It's, it's, it takes a toll on you. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And then you look at everybody who's older there. I mean, they're all miserable because they've been there their whole life. And it's like, oh, man, I really don't want to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. Yep. This might be the wrong path for me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You don't age well in that business. No, but you're just signing out with this too. So, yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, Charles. I mean, uh, thank you so much for having for coming on my podcast today, man. I mean, it was an absolute pleasure. Um, oh, you're welcome. It's I, great. I, I, I keep keep doing what you're doing because I'm. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. I'm gonna keep doing it. Keep spreading the word. I mean, is there any uh, parting words you'd like to have with our audience? Um, don't give up hope. Keep yeah. keep pushing. Keep pushing forward, you know, even if, even in the darkest times. Like, I just got my uh, human services degree. You don't stop. <laughs> oh, no, I don't. No, no. <laughs> you know, a- even, even at, I'm, I'm going to be 50 in four months. You're going to, dude, you look damn good for 50. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate sometimes, that. Sometimes I feel like I look like I'm 35, but that's okay because I had a kid, so it aged me 10 years. Uh, you look like a kid yourself. Uh, dude, you should have seen me with my mustache a couple of days ago. Yeah. Yeah, I had a 70s porn stash going. I had to shave it off. I had a little family function. I didn't want anybody busting my balls about it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Bring on the noise, man. Bring on the noise. Yeah. Charles says seven books available on audible.com. You also said uh, on, on uh, Amazon, correct? Well, you can find them. The best place to get them is on lifelongexperience.net. Yeah. And I have links to Amazon, to Audible, to this, to that on my website, lifelongexperience.net. I'm going to post a link in the bio of this or the description of this uh, this podcast. Uh, Charles, again, awesome. thank you for your service and just thank you so much for your time today, man. I feel like I truly gained a friend in you. And uh, Thank you, Nick. Thank you, man. Have a good one, Charles. You too. You too. I appreciate it. Yeah. Take care, brother. Well, that podcast went extremely well. Uh, Charles was an awesome guest. I really appreciate having him on the show today. Um, and to all my listeners and followers who I, who I adore so much, um, if you guys ever, you know, struggle with anything, um, just know there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, we touched on all aspects of mental health. I mean, PTSD, addiction, trauma, etc. I mean, it, it, Charles did it. You know, I did it. And, you know, every day is a battle, but it's it's so worth it to be the best version of yourself. And and I can't emphasize that enough. Um, if, if you guys ever need any help, I, I know what it feels like to feel like there's nobody, you know, that cares or nobody gives a shit. But uh, I promise you, there's at least one person who does. Um, 
feel free to to reach out to me and and I would be happy to uh you know point you in the right direction towards recovery thank you guys so much for listening uh quick thank you to charles again um till next time Tell me how you love it You know you're at the top And on the heavens right above it We own It's your money, motherfucker If you ain't running with it Run from it, motherfucker Alright Now somebody show some money in this bitch And I got my bees with me Like some honey in this bitch Shit, dick I got my gun in my boot purse And I don't bust back Because I should